Hi, this is Ron Kincher. This is the Book Nook brought to you by the Quincy Public Library. For all the activities at the Quincy Public Library, make sure you check out quincylibrary.org. A lot of stuff for the kids coming up in the early portions of 2024. We have an author joining us today, Kevin Zeiger. And Kevin wrote a book called From Cuffs to Christ. It's about his experiences as a corrections officer. Um, first question for you, Kevin, what did you do before you were a corrections officer? Um, my brother and I owned a hardware store in Havana, Illinois. My do- dad co-signed for us. I went into my own business mm-hmm. as soon as I got out of high school. Okay. And I played in a band. I was 17 years old and was playing in taverns at that young age. And I started drinking there, too. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, I found when I well, – my first third, and fourth, first, third, and fourth grade teachers didn't like me. And I, I got PTSD. They – I'm – was born with a hyperactive disorder and back then they used corporal punishment regularly mm-hmm. and so anyway i i i have this ptsd that comes with me and i started uh medicating it with beer and at what age 16 okay and i and then when i turned mm-hmm. 17 i get it r- real easy mm-hmm. drinking age is only 19 but that one beer here and there well whenever i drank turned into no less than a fifth and a quarter of vodka. And then when that quit working, you know, I still have to function. I start using Xanax. I, the prison. Um, anyway, our hardware store days. Yeah, let's wait. So at so during the hardware store days, were you an addict at that point? Just beer. Just beer. Okay. Okay. So how long were you guys running that hardware store then? I, I uh, stayed there from... We bought it before I went to before I graduated from high school, mm-hmm. and then my dad was a silent partner, and so then I took his place when I graduated, and that was in '78, summer of '78. Okay. I owned my home. So business. what led you to the corrections department? The, in 1983 and '84, the town turned into a ghost town. All the factories closed. In Havana. In Havana, okay. Illinois, you couldn't get a job anywhere, and they built a prison at Lincoln, Illinois, which is an hour from my mm-hmm. house. And then I started working there. And then that's when the stress, yeah, I, I already had PTSD, but I needed a job so bad because I had a, a child and we didn't have no insurance. And the, we was making the, we was at the poverty, poverty level. And then the corrections really is good paying job, good benefits, but the stress is, is extreme. It's, it's one of the most stressful jobs there is. So tell me about that. So what type of stress would you face? And again, obviously you're around really bad people. I know that would be yeah. part of the stress, but... Um, they're in one area, you're in another area. Hopefully you're oh. separated by... No, no, you're amongst them all day Okay, long. so yeah. is that obviously part of the stress then, huh? Well, it's just an unnatural environment. It just isn't something that, you know, it's not like building a house or, mm-hmm. you know, it's a different type of work. And it brings out the worst in people, actually. And you have heated arguments all day long with people, and then you got to deal with inmates on top of that. <laughs> you know, I just... Mm-hmm. Um, but it's a good-paying job, and if I'd a done it right my priorities just messed up i was i was fighting the fight i thought i needed to fight and i didn't need to go into battles like i did i never turned a cheek and then you get off work all that tension from the the day of work you drink when you get off work Mm -hmm. to calm yourself down and um so the fighting you were getting into was it with the inmates or fellow employees it was everybody it's mainly yeah there's the staff conflicts was there's a lot of staff conflict um between each other Mm mm-hmm uh, a lot of the wardens are political, and you get some bad wardens, and the people trying to make decisions they don't 
make good decisions and and you know you got to deal with that stress and so xanax really helped mm-hmm. uh, and i i didn't want to drink any more alcohol than i was because i wouldn't go get up for work in the morning mm-hmm. and so the xanax dealt with my stress and it helped and i, I took xanax for 29 years so you got the prescription for Xanax while at the corrections facility, Correct. right? So, but it was a legal prescription. Correct. But how long did you work at the corrections facility? I was 26 years as a lieutenant for over 21. I saw some bad stuff over there. But you, t- so you're on Xanax that entire time you were there? I, I got hired in February of 85 and I started the Xanax in 91. Okay. So when did you know there was an issue with your Xanax? that that was an addiction oh i i knew there's always something wrong mm-hmm. it's just I, I've, I've i needed something and it worked the best right it, it, it worked better than any of the other benzodiazepines okay and you weren't drinking at that time or you still were oh i never quit drink i tried to quit three times mm-hmm that's the thing. See, I tried to quit three times, but I know how to quit now, and that's why I mm-hmm. want to share that on this event. Yes, um, we'll get to that in oh, just a sure. second here. So, uh, my so, I, what the question I got I'm curious about is the doctor that was prescribing your Xanax. Was he a part of the corrections facility, or was he your private doctor? His private doctor, and he kept giving you the Xanax. Yeah, well, they knew they had other patients that worked in corrections, mm-hmm. and they they knew you needed. I mean. The drug will work, but it's really made to work through tough times. But mm-hmm. every day was tough, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, was there a time where it came to a head when you were at the correction facility where you knew I'm in trouble, man? I gotta deal with this issue. No, it, it wasn't on my mind. I was just trying to get through every day, mm-hmm. each day. And, and then, so did you end up? So did you end up retiring then? Yes. And you were so after the retirement, you were an addict. Yes. So then you came clean after retirement. Well, that I, I got off the alcohol alcohol first mm-hmm. because it was killing me, and the mixture of them causes a terrible depression. Mm-hmm. It's great the days I go out in the world, the days I drank, and, and this is along with. See, I, I went from a quarter mil of Xanax at a time to four milligrams a day, which is an excessive. It's extreme amount. Mm-hmm. I had anger issues due to the PTSD. And they was afraid I was going to commit suicide. And they went along because they got the four milligrams. It worked so well. You felt no depression. You didn't, nothing was stressful. Nothing made you angry. You wasn't scared. But then when it wears off, the, the, you, the side effects is really bad. Is that where the alcohol would take place then? No, I, I always did the alcohol. Never. Okay. I was doing, here's, here's the deal. I was on four milligrams of Xanax a day and doing a fifth and a quarter of vodka with it. Okay. Not every day, though. Right. But so you're, where you're at now is you've written this book, From Cuffs to Christ, and you had a specific reason that you wrote this book. Well, I tried, like I said, I tried to quit drinking three times. Mm-hmm. But, and I prayed to quit. I tried real hard, but I didn't give my life to God yet. Mm-hmm. I wasn't obedient. But this time... I'd been praying to be more godly every day. I was, I was reading the Bible. I was, I was doing things Christians do, but I wasn't. I was still sinning. I never quit sinning. And the three times I tried to quit, he didn't take it away. But this time, 
The depression got so bad one day, I just yelled out, God, what is it you want me to do? And he said, if you want to be more godly, quit drinking. And I never heard anything like that before. He never spoke to me Mm -hmm. audibly before. And I felt it, and immediately, drinking all those years from age six, I mean, six, age 16 to age 56, I never had a craving again. Mm-hmm. I've never had the desire to drink again. I can go around people that drink, and it don't bother me. Mm-hmm. And I, well, I'll explain that later when we get to the mm-hmm. next episode. Um, was Christ a part of your life while you were at the corrections facility, or did this all take place after no, you left? I, I, in 1992, I started reading the Bible, and mm-hmm. I got baptized. What made you get into that? It was it a family I, or no? I needed it. Okay, I, I knew there's something wrong. With <laughs> all right, me. all right. Yeah, you took it upon yourself. Yeah, I w- some people was witnessing to me at work. Some guy in, in mm-hmm. and I got I gave my life to God right there at the prison in the Volk School after it was closed. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, and now the book is written, and we've talked a number of times since you've written the book, and you have an event coming up. Um, well, let's back up a little bit. One of the reasons you wrote this book was obviously to share your story, yes. um, but also you want to help people. Right, you, right. That's why you want to share your that's story. That's the priority, the okay. main objective. So how do you feel you can help people through the experiences that you've had? Well, there's a lot to it, really. I mean, you're going to need a doctor. You've got to have a routine. You've got to plan out your days, um, but you've got to have you got to have God first, and you deal with that first. got to get right with him, and he'll take it away from you. And, and, but there's a lot more to it than that, though. you you got to exercise and, and eat the right foods. And that's why I can't explain all that in, in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm having this event right. on February 8th. Because I want to tell you, the, the approach I've got is different than anybody else has ever tried. Because I've studied it. I've I've researched my best friend's a doctor, and we've talked a lot. And, mm-hmm. and I, I talked to a lot of junkies at the prison. And I know a lot about drugs now, and I really do. I've lived it, and I've seen it. Anyway, I, I think I can help some other people. Mm-hmm. And um, why, do you, I guess, why do you want to help other people? I don't want them to feel the way I did. Okay. That, that depression with alcohol and Xanax, there's a lot of people suffering. And, and I see a pattern of people, most people that are addicted to something— had bad childhoods, mm-hmm. uh, just about, I don't know of any that didn't have real bad trauma in their life that, mm-hmm. that's excessive alcoholic or, or drug addict. So the event's February 8th. Correct. From 7 to 8. Correct. At the Quincy Church of Christ at 4321 State. Uh, is it free? Free. Free? Yeah, free. In You'll my take phone- tips though, right? No. Oh, no, Jesus, it, no I'm joking. Uh, but my phone, <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to give my phone number out to All right. everybody, and I, I think that's a to let people know that I'm serious, because they're they'll be able to call me if they have mm-hmm. questions. Okay, so again, February eighth from seven to ten, you'll basically be telling a more in-depth life story yes. than what you're sharing right now. Yes, and about your help. experiences. Right. Okay. Um, and that's an inter- so. So d- you didn't necessarily score any of the drugs from the prison. No, it's correction. all prescription. For that's my the doctor. part that I, you know, that's the part of the story I find really interesting. Is I, I, I was expecting that you're an alcoholic going to prison, then you started scoring at the prison. Oh from no, no, I was never illegal. I always obeyed the laws. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Yeah. That's part of the scary part about all this, isn't it? 
you know, I come close to, you know, I said I obeyed all the laws. I Usually I tried to not drive when I was drinking, but mm-hmm. I, um, there's sometimes I drove, and I could have gotten a car wreck, got a DUI. I could have been in an accident and killed somebody and went to prison, mm-hmm. you know, but I feel that God was looking over me during all this time. If somebody wanted to get your book, is it available around here? It's available online to about every bookstore there is. So Amazon, Amazon, Walmart, every all of them, any okay. bookstore in the in the in the area. Okay, is it at across? Is it at any of the local bookstores here in town? No, I haven't. You haven't got that far yet. No, okay. I, well, I just because it's easier for well, me. You just, have the book at the show or at the event. Oh, I, I'm not there to sell books, but I um, the, you can see it. All you got to do is click on from Cuffs to Christ on the computer, and it'll right. pop up, and there it is on Amazon. You can mm-hmm. click it, and it and it's real easy to buy it. Okay, and Kevin Zeiger, and it's Z-E-I-G-E-R is how you spell Zeiger. And the book, again, is From Cuffs to Christ. Really interesting story, and uh, it's really interesting that you want to share the struggles you've had over the last, gosh, 30 years of your life. Well, it was bad from age 6 to age 56, but I know how to deal with PTSD now. Mm Mm-hmm. And you just want to let people know that there, I know, yeah. there's a glimmer of hope for those that are struggling that um, you'll be able to get them Alcohol out of Alcohol and drugs isn't the way to treat it. Mm-hmm. Well, thanks for coming in. Thank you, Ron. And uh, good luck, and uh, we'll get this out, and hopefully we'll get a good crowd for you at the Quincy Church of Christ. Thank All right. you so much. Kevin Zeiger from Cuffs to Christ. This has been The Book Nook, brought to you by the Quincy Public Library. Make sure you check out their website for all the activities they have coming up for the upcoming months of 2024.